this is a place where we could really move the, the dial. We could really make a difference. We could do some things that could just impact in a very positive way the possibilities of what could be. And we just love this community, too. Yeah. This, what's not to love? My name's Johnny Reinhardt, and I've lived in Southwest Michigan most of my life. It's such a wonderful community full of so many great things, but the best part is the people, families, history, and especially the stories that make it great. And with every story, you have to start somewhere. This is Start From The Beginning, stories from Southwest Michigan. Welcome to another episode of Start From The Beginning. I am super excited for you to hear my interview with this person. Uh, He is a local pastor, Uh, at a church that actually is the place where I went to preschool. Uh, Fun fact for you. We'll talk about that. But also, I wanted to know more about Pastor David Culp. Not not just the stuff you uh, hear from him when he does his sermons every Sunday morning and when you talk to him in the community, but I wanted to know a little bit more about him. And for people that don't go to church uh, at his church, you may not know him at all. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for you to get to know more about David Culp. So let's start from the beginning with Pastor David Culp. David, how are you? Doing well. How are you, Johnny? I'm doing fantastic. I am so excited to, to chat with you and, and get to know you a little bit better. We've had conversations in the past about yeah. uh, things that are going on uh, over at your church, at First Church of God in St. Joe. Uh, but this is uh, about you. I want to. I want to get to know you as the person, as David Culp. Okay. So um, hopefully, it's not super boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try not to be super boring. So I, I guess let's start right from the beginning, just like uh, the show's called. Uh, how did you make your way to Southwest Michigan? Because you're not originally from this area, right? No, no. And thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, so yeah, you my as as the more I talk, you'll probably hear that a uh, little bit of that southern accent. So I uh, I had been serving in Ohio mm. for about twelve years uh, as a pastor, and got a call from uh, the church here in uh, St. Joe, and they were looking for a pastor. Their senior pastor had had left, and so they were looking for somebody. And I was totally not interested, loving life in Ohio, and so I told them no. And then they called back and they said, well, can we just send you some information? This was like nine months later. I'm like, well, okay. So they sent me some information about the church and the community, which was super interesting. And I was sitting with a, an associate pastor of mine that worked for me. And I said, hey, I got this call from this church in St. Joseph, Michigan. Check out this information about the community and yeah. whatever. And he said, so are you thinking about going? I'm like, oh, no, I'm, no, I'm going to call him back today and tell him I'm not interested. And he said, well, did you pray about it? <laughs> Which was super insulting. He said, you know, <laughs> of course, I'm a pastor. I pray about everything. But I really hadn't prayed mm. about it. So so I said, well, no, I guess I should do that. So I was supposed to call him that day. So mm. I called him, called the guy, called the, the church and said, hey, I'm not really interested, but I'm praying about it. And they're like, well, could we at least talk to you? So anyway, sure. that... That started this whole thing, and here we are, because after I prayed about it, just fell in love with the community and the church, and it was just a great fit. So, so that's, my, that's my story. And that was, uh, that was what year? That was 2000, like 2006. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, you, you were in Ohio. Where did you come from in the beginning? Where, where were yeah. you born and raised? 
Um, Southern Illinois, Marion, okay. Illinois, a little small town uh, in Southern Illinois. My parents still live on the same street. So that's oh, where nice. I grew up. And uh, yeah, so yeah. That's Southern fantastic. Illinois. There's not much going on in Marion. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody loves a good small town, and that's why we love yeah. love Southwest Michigan. But it's yes. it's always fascinating to me of what brings people to Southwest Michigan. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I love hearing about that. Uh, so I guess we're done now. I guess this conversation's over. <laughs> that was it. Born in born in Marion. Yeah. So I so I said I hope this is not super boring. <laughs> so what was it like growing up? I mean, obviously you've have this career as a and a calling as being coming a pastor, but. At what point in your life uh, did you realize, hey, this is what I want to do? Because not everybody, when they're a kid, you know, five, ten years old, says, I want to be a pastor. I mean, some yeah. do. But right. what point did you say, eh, I think this is something I want to do? Yeah. So I was I was like 16 years old, and I was thinking about the future and what I want to do. And so I had three goals. I want to have a lot of money. I want to have a beautiful wife. And I want to drive an awesome car, <laughs> a sports car. So, you know, I'm 16. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, take that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So, as I was just thinking and praying about the future, um, I just really felt like uh, I, was at, I was at this youth convention and really thinking about that, praying about that. And I just felt like it's just overwhelming sense that this, that I should go into ministry. And it was totally diametrically different than anything I had ever considered. Because you don't really check a lot of those boxes mm -hmm. of the things that I had thought that I wanted <laughs> by being a pastor. Um, so that was, it was just this, I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, if you're a Trekkie. I do enjoy Star okay. Trek. I won't consider myself a Trekkie, though. Okay. So the star, so then Star Trek, Spock used to do this Vulcan mind meld where he could, like, get into the mind of an individual. Mm -hmm. So... So the way I've related it over the years is I feel like God did kind of a Vulcan mind meld. <laughs> and he just, I just really, um, you know, I, I'm not hearing the voice of God all the time or anything like that, but I just had this overwhelming sense that this is what you should do. And so that radically changed the trajectory of my life. And so then I started preparing for ministry uh, wow. at 16. So Wow. That's not something that every 16-year-old uh, considers no. or has those dreams. Now, you, you mentioned those three things that you got. Now, do you have all of those three things? Because <laughs> well, I, 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 can, I can say, just from knowing you, you've got the beautiful wife part now I, I, and yes, the beautiful family. So, so what about yeah. the sports car and the, uh, the lot of money? Well, so two years, I think it's two years ago, uh, I was sitting around talking to some guys, and this guy said, I've got this... Mazda Miata. And I've always wanted one a little, okay. little Mazda. So, so I just got a 1997 Mazda Miata. So it's my little fun toy car. And so I've got the beautiful wife, got the, got the, even though it's 20 whatever years old, but it's a cool little sports car. Yeah. And money, you get two out of three, you yeah. know, that's, that's pretty good. Hey, I was got, playing baseball, it'd be great. Yeah. Riches <laughs> are not always money. Uh, no. which is uh, right. an obvious thing for people. And I think you are yep. definitely uh, fulfilling that uh, end of the bargain. Yeah. Um, so you were 16 years old. Uh, so take me to that point. Were, were you a, a good public speaker? Because obviously as a pastor, you have to, public speaking is one aspect of, uh, of the job. Um, right. So did you enjoy that or were you a quiet person? What was it like? So I was a card-carrying member of the math and science club. 
<laughs> so I was, I was a, wasn't a athlete, was not, you know, wasn't in mm-hmm. drama or, you know, any, uh, didn't do any public speaking. I was the, I was the kid that sat in the corner and just kept to myself. And so, no, it was, and that's why it was so radically different for me because it was so different than anything I had ever done before. Yeah. Uh, or that I thought I didn't have any, I don't have any of those skills. I can't get up in front of people. I can't talk. I, um, but I think that helped because I knew I, God's going to have to help me if I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. So, so I've lived with that realization. It's been helpful. I'm the same way. I mean, I, I I was an athlete, but I'm also a nerd. But the the public yeah. speaking thing, even the career that I'm in yeah. right now, talking yeah. in front of people all the time yeah. and and to people, I didn't enjoy doing that. No. I was right. I was a of five. I have four other brothers. I was kind of the the young, quiet one that stood behind my brothers, and they yeah. kind of did all the talking and the any fights that happened. I was behind them. <laughs> Right. Uh, so that, that's sort of how my life changed. But, um, yeah. so, so yeah. you grew up and, and did all that. What were some of your, your mentors when you were growing up Were your, your parents, or was there somebody yeah. else that really inspired you? Yeah. Well, I have great parents. Um, again, as I said, my parents live on that same street that I grew up on. My dad, uh, was a state farm insurance agent for 45 years my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I was probably in college, maybe high school, maybe mm-hmm. high school, high school or college. I really thought, because it's the way that she talked to me, I thought I was the smartest person in the world. <laughs> um, she was just so affirming, so encouraging. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. You're, you know, all that. So I would attribute just a lot of that self-confidence that I had early on, my mom, my, my, my parents were awesome. So they were great, great yeah. mentors. Um, so I learned a lot from them. And then I had a youth pastor that was super instrumental. Um, and then a, a senior pastor that was at the church I was at. And when I was in high school then, when I felt that call, then he took me under his wing and really taught me how to be a pastor. And I went after school every day, and we spent a lot of time together. And he called me his junior associate which was a goofy oh. title, but it, but as a, as a, again, a 16 year old kid, that was a big deal. So, so as, let me ask you this as a pastor, you know, people look to you, uh, and as a, as a counselor, as a, for inspiration, whether it be for your sermon or one-on-one and, and guidance and things like that, who do you look for, uh, for those guidance and, and those type of things? Do you talk to other pastors or does your yeah. wife kind of counsel yeah. you when you're, you're having something going yeah. on that you need help with? Well, I would say definitely that my wife, Crystal, is my best confidant and best person to get advice. I bounce a lot of things off of her and, hey, what do you think? And mm-hmm. so I've learned to, to listen to her. She's a great she reads people what really super well and like, Hey, what do you think about this? And so she's great. So I'd be at the top of the list for sure. But I, I think I just want to continue to, to learn. So I, I read a lot, a ton, listen to podcasts like yourself. Uh, just, I'm all the time trying to, trying to learn, just finished a master's in church leadership. So I'm working on my doctorate now. And so just, I want to always be learning, always be growing. There's always someone to learn from. And I, I, I love the, the idea too, that, you don't just learn from people that are further along, but that you can you can learn from anybody if you're paying attention. You can learn from, you know, some you know a young mm-hmm. person, somebody yeah. that's just brand new in whatever field you're in. If you're paying attention, there's there's things to be learned from everybody. If you can be humble enough to to pay attention, so so I'm always on the lookout for what can I learn or grow. How can how can I? Yeah. 
I love that. No, you know, not, not everybody's a finished product, and not everybody has right. that. Always has the answers for things, right. and and right. so that's great to hear. What's the biggest challenge that you've faced in your life so far? Yeah, probably personally this this past year, my my youngest son, he's twenty three. He was diagnosed with testicular cancer, so uh, that was you know I've stood in pulpits and I've mm-hmm. preached and I've walked alongside people that they've had issues, similar issues. Sure. Um, and all these things that I've said, now I suddenly, do I, do I actually believe what I'm talking about? <laughs> does this, yeah. Is this faith that I have, um, this belief that I have, this belief system I have, does it, does it make a difference for me? So that was a, just a horrific challenge uh, for my wife and I uh, and our son, obviously. Yeah. So that, that I would that's that's a top top challenge Absolutely. personally for us. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's a and and anything in in life <clears throat> and challenges that you have, you're able to uh, like you said learn from that and and use that uh, as those coming overcoming challenges, but. Um, even using that within your your message and when you're talking yeah. to people, I know yeah. there's so yeah. many times that you know, any, many any times growing up that I, I hear a pastor in the sermon, it's it's just so great when it's like oh, I feel like he's talking to me, and that's something yeah. I'm going through, and and right. using your real life situations into into what you're talking about is I think yeah. The, yeah. the a great thing that that yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, and I've always yeah. enjoyed. I mean, you as a pastor, I enjoy uh, hearing your sermons and hearing those conversations about that. So that's another reason why I wanted to to chat with you about uh, yeah. about yourself. But um, so we heard about that, and, and tell me a little more about your kids because obviously um, you had mentors when you were growing up, and and obviously your kids they're looking to you for that guidance. What is maybe a lesson that you learned as you were growing up and maturing? that you are now passing on to your kids and teaching your kids. Yeah. Well, a couple of things like with our son, and by the way, not to bury the lead, he's great, had surgery, feel like they, they got the cancer and all yeah. that. So just in case somebody's listening, they're like, oh, what happened with that? <laughs> Don't want to have leave somebody hanging. Right. Um, so that's all good. Good. That's but, great. So the, the, the thing I, I, I told him, uh, one key lesson, I said, you know, I don't know why, you know, you know who knows why we go through things in life. Mm-hmm. There's no easy answers uh, to those things most of the time. But I said, I just would encourage you to learn the less, whatever, the, find the lessons in this and learn them the first time. Uh, life, life just gets tough and there's all kinds of lessons to be learned all along the way. And I've always thought, you know, I don't want to be in the remedial class where I should have learned something the first time, and now I got to go through that again to, to learn that 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 lesson again. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've I've you know tried to instill in the in the boys. I've got a 26 year old Caleb um, and then 23 year old Jacob. So that's that's a key a key lesson. And I think I think just humility. There is just not enough humility in the world. Uh, so I've really tried to install and instill. Uh, in that in our boys, just to, to be a humble leader. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what I've noticed uh, in these past couple uh, years with this pandemic is that uh, we've all been 
trying to relearn new things and, and new skills. And one thing that I love that I've observed is that uh, you and your family, you love to have fun. And I know when you guys were first starting out and, and trying to learn new ways to stay connected with people um, as a church or just as, as individuals trying to stay connected with people, your sons definitely have uh, great personalities. <laughs> uh, I think a good meld yeah. of, of both you and your uh, and your wonderful wife uh, to be able yeah. to kind of poke fun at you yeah. with either not knowing technology yeah. or, or just yeah. all kinds of different things. Yeah, we've done some stuff, some podcast stuff and whatever. I, here's what I love. The, my favorite quote for my boys uh, is them telling me, David, uh, Dad, uh, you're, you're the most immature adult we know. So I, I carry that as a badge of honor. <laughs> now, let's, life's just too short. Not absolutely. To, you know, have some fun, enjoy it, laugh. Yeah. You know, and we talked about how, um, you know, life changes and, and things happen. And, and like you said about uh, when your son would diagnose with, with testicular cancer, that obviously is something that is, is life changing for him and for you. But what was it like? Take me back even further when your first son was born. Yeah. How did that how did that change you uh, not only as, as a pastor, but as a, just an individual? Yeah. Well, I think you know, I remember that day that uh, in the in the hospital room when he was born and he's crying like crazy. And I went over and just said because I would talk to him before he was born. Yeah. So I walked over. He's in the little thing. The, the nurse is taking care of him, cleaning him up and all that. And I just cleaning him up and I just leaned over and I said that's okay little buddy and he stopped crying and it was just this surreal moment like I am a father <laughs> like he knows my voice it was right. just this super cool and you know from that point on I was you know life's just different uh it was just different like I've got you know responsibility this mm -hmm. you know this I, I got there's yeah it's just I've got 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 to take some things really seriously now. This is somebody's looking out uh, or looking up to me. I've got to, yeah. It, and it was just different, yeah. And that's the moment you probably also realized you have influence on somebody yes. uh, that is very yeah. big and everything <laughs> that, and also you got to watch your words, you got to watch yes, your actions yes, and everything you yes. do because your children from from birth will continue to just either mimic you or learn different things for you, pick up on yeah. all of those different things. Yeah. Has any, uh, either of your sons decided to, to follow your path and, and also be pastors? Uh, no, uh, they're both followers of Christ, but, but not uh, pastors. My youngest son actually works at a church. Um, uh, in Oklahoma City, but he works in uh, HR, mm. <laughs> human resources, in at the church does data, data analytics. So, which is yeah, interesting. He's so he's in the in the church, but not as a pastor. Yeah. So uh, we've learned a little bit more about where we came from and what made you come to Southwest Michigan, and and so then you so we'll, I guess now fast forward back to that what we talked about earlier about you making that decision, you had that, you, you finally prayed about it, uh, even though you at first were hesitant about coming to Southwest Michigan. Right. Um, then when you got here, what was your, your impression? Cause you probably came to visit to try yeah. to scope things out and learn about yeah. the community, but that's only, you know, a, a small amount of really, I guess the taste of what you're going to experience. So what was that moment like? 
Well, I just, you know, this is a great church. This is this church that we're at, First Church, has been in the community 100 years. So it just has this wonderful, had this wonderful reputation right in the middle of town, uh, great people, great leaders. This the leadership culture at the church was really healthy. So I just saw it as this blank slate uh, in this smaller community and just felt like, you know, this is a place where we could really move the, the dial. We could really make a difference. We could do some things that could just impact in a very positive way um, this this community. So that yeah. that was that was early on my my first thoughts, just the the possibilities of what could be and we just love this community too. Yeah. This what's not to love. Um, is it better than Ohio? Um, let's get let's end that debate right now. <laughs> I mean, because there's obviously rivalries of many ways yeah. between Ohio and Michigan, not only college football, but just being neighboring states, there's always people that will uh, right. be against either one of them. So Michigan or Ohio, what's your vote? Well, if you're to live somewhere, absolutely. Oh, uh, Michigan, Michigan is the place to live. Southwest Michigan is beautiful. You got the lake. You've got is great winters. Uh, the summer is wonderful. You know those those two weeks of the year are just wonderful. <laughs> uh, so so just as a place to live, uh, Michigan hands down, absolutely. Because we where we lived in Ohio, Ohio, the Ohio Valley, yeah. where we were north of Cincinnati. You had to take your car every year and get the trans the the exhaust mm-hmm. checked because the the air quality was so horrible. Yep. Uh, so so Michigan, yeah, thumbs up to Michigan. Now I will say, I'm still an Ohio State fan. So football, I'd have to check the Ohio State box. For okay. Football. All right. All right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, half and a half vote. I'll give you yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, so what are your what are your interests outside of 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 your career and what you do, obviously being a part of the community in so many different ways, but what's, what's your areas of interest besides being a Trekkie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love board games. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, a nerd at heart. So I, pl- I still play video games from my original Atari 2600 back in the Ooh. day till I've been trying to get a PlayStation five, but those are, does the Atari difficult. still work? Uh, no, no. I okay. wish I still had the Atari. Cause I have an old Atari. It's oh, actually, oh yeah. It's in a box in really? this room somewhere. Yes. That is actually the yes. Atari that my brothers and I played yeah. with when I was a kid. And we had the Nintendo, yeah. we had yeah. the Sega Genesis, we had yeah. all the different ones. Yeah. But my brother uncovered, uh, what he lives now in North Carolina. He, he said, I haven't figured out how to get this to work because we know with technology, <laughs> with TVs, all the different inputs are different than what we had right, uh, right, as we were younger. Right. But yeah, I yeah. have a, I have an Atari that if you could figure it out, I would <laughs> I would be willing to pass that on, or we can uh, share custody of the Atari because I've got some great games that yeah, we could play as awesome. well. Uh, what that's about awesome. board games? Are you? Are, what's the board game of choice? I'm thinking like Settlers of Catan, maybe. I, I like Settlers. Yeah, okay. that's good. That's good. Um, so, at the risk of making myself look really bad, I, <laughs> one of my favorite games right now is called Blood Rage. Okay. <laughs> so, what is that? Uh, it's this uh, this Norse. You're you're a Viking type guy. Okay destroy the world ragnarok is coming the world's about to be destroyed and so it's a ravage pillage plunder maim kind of a interesting it's hey. a it's a nice release from pastoring to go home play a board game with 
you know, some friends and right. Yeah. No, I know that's great. I mean, Unplug well, and, yeah. if you think about it, there's a lot of uh, crazy stories that happen in the Bible of, of battles and wars and all that stuff. So it, it, there is a connection, I would say. Well, can I tell you this, this quick little story? Absolutely. So I was on a, so I was on a, <laughs> I was at a meeting of pastors mm-hmm. and so there were these pastors and we're sitting in the back and we we're taught, we got on the subject of board games and I said, and I said, they said, what's your favorite board game? I said, well, I'm really liking Blood Rage right now. And there was this other pastor who was like in front couple rows up and he overhears and he turns around and he's like, well, that doesn't seem very pastoral. I mean, he's serious. He's like, that doesn't seem very pastoral that you play games like that. And I'm like, have you read the old Testament? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, there's all kinds of battles and you know, all kinds of stuff, wars and so. If the Bible was a video game, it would be a probably a, a, it would a very uh, violent game with different things that happen in there. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you. So yeah, I'm, what have you learned now that you've been in uh, in this area? What is another, uh, I guess, favorite thing that you love about Southwest Michigan? Well, I love the just the, the you can partner um, together. There's some great organizations. Uh, I mean, we partner with organizations like um, Mosaic, uh, Conexus uh, in town, the United Way. We, mm-hmm. There's just some great leaders that really have a heart. Um, the leaders at Whirlpool, we've we've been able to uh, do some things together. So just to see just that heart for our area, and even though there's at times disagreements or whatever about some of the nuances, that sure. there is just really a heart to to see this area, you know, move forward. And I, and I love that. So yeah. you you can work together. So I, that's what I've found here. Yeah, discussions are what great ideas come from, even right. if it's a heated discussion right. about something right. that differences right. make. Yeah. Different uh, ideas come yeah. about. Yeah. And if you don't care, I love the, that idea. If you don't care who gets the credit, uh, I forget who said that. Yeah. I didn't say that originally. But uh, who, if you don't care who gets the credit, it's just amazing what you can accomplish. Um, and and you see that in our area. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, what's uh, sort of with this podcast, what I've, I've learned and where I found a lot of the, the great people to talk to is, Sort of the uh, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of yeah. kind of scenario. Uh, fun fact: I actually went to preschool at First Church of God. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, and probably one of the first times uh, I I saw you preach was actually at uh, some. I had many uh, family members and friends that passed away, and you actually yeah. were the preacher at, at at a couple of the different funerals and. I remember has overcome with emotion from all those those funerals. I just one of the other things that I took out of it was that guy's a good preacher. I like that guy. Um, and so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, with that's one of those other aspects of the job yeah. um, is is whether it be a wedding, uh, yeah. a, a birth, uh, where uh, you know. A, a baby's being confirmed into the church or a funeral. So you're in all yeah. different aspects of, of being a pastor is, yeah. is really, it's all different stages of life. Yeah. It, it's gotta be hard to, to speak at, at funerals because I can barely speak at a funeral, yeah. whether it's a, a best friend or a family member or somebody I know casually. Yeah. How do you get through that? Well, for me, like to th- think about a funeral in particular, a funeral, I think more so than a wedding or mm-hmm. some of those other 
places you mentioned, a funeral, people are really looking for help. Yeah. They come and, you know, my loved ones died. Uh, I'm struggling with some of the, maybe this is a why question mm-hmm. or just I'm str- I'm hurting. Yeah. This is painful. What am I going to do? Uh, how's my life going to change? So I, I, what I love is you, as you are in that setting, mm-hmm. you have the chance to really help people um, it, more so than some other places. So, so I, so I, I, I think that it's just such an important role as a pastor that moment especially so i i i get more excited not excited is a bad word but sure. I, I i see the opportunities yeah much more again in that funeral setting than like a wedding yeah it's i mean let's be let's be honest johnny who wants to be at a wedding not many i <laughs> you, you want it to be what i will say about weddings when it, especially when it comes to the church ceremony is is anytime <laughs> i want it i want the ceremony to be quick Right. It's like, let's, let's just get, let's get, let's get cut the to the chase I mean, here. The, uh, let's the go to the yeah. reception. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's fun and exciting to see right. the, the love and the family You're come right. together, but right. hey, let's celebrate and let's have, let's yeah. have a dance or yeah. something like yeah. that. Right. Where um, a funeral, people yeah. are looking for some answers for some help. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what's something besides the, the, you know, the, the we've learned you're a Trekkie. You learned uh, Blood Rage is your favorite board game, uh, and and you think uh, you like Michigan over Ohio. So I've learned a lot about you. But what is something that maybe somebody may not know about you, or I guess let me reword it: something that people should know about you besides just being, you know, what people see every day. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I think the thing that really gets me excited is the opportunity is that. To, to reshape the the way people see the church mm. um, that I, I love the uh, the idea that as 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 a follower of Christ that we should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time so we can get together on the weekends and we can you know worship God and we can grow in our faith mm-hmm. and all that but the rest of the week uh, am I really making a difference sure and to change the narrative uh, like in our community I I, I want us to be able to to show that it should be a seven day week mm-hmm. type thing that we should be as as the body of Christ we should be making a difference in in our community and so the narrative you know the narrative that's been out like oh the church just mm-hmm. give me your money if you need to be like us and you need to come sure. and and if you come in, in our building then you know we'll love on you but and and I just love the opportunity and that's what I want to be about is yeah. getting the church outside the walls and making a difference in the community. And so that's, oh. that's something that I would hope I'm not just the, the normal run of the mill preacher guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not just the guy you see on Sundays and that's the only thing. And you know, I, I agree uh, that that is an important thing for, for not only a pastor in a church, but also for everybody is that bringing the community together and, and having conversations about stuff and, and not just thinking about, you know, okay, well, I got to go to church on Sunday or I got to do this one group thing here once a week. Just be thinking about community as a whole, because if you yeah. go back into the history books of, of things is that many pastors and people of the church are part of the community and they saw them every day. And also yeah. uh, a lot of pastors or uh, religious guys were brewers and they made beer. So that that right there, being in a pub and 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 camaraderie there is also another aspect. So I don't know if you have interest in uh, 
brewing beer or not, but uh, I, I have that has not been something I've done as of yet. So. Okay, <laughs> but you, but true, what you to your point, every you know universities, mm-hmm. hospital systems, uh, nonprofits that are just making a world of difference. A lot of those started they were faith based. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me ask you this: If you were to, uh, you read a lot. You have uh, you have podcast stuff that you do. So I, I don't know how to what I would call this, but if you had, uh, whether it be an autobiography or say uh, uh, a board game, we could go on on that route. <laughs> uh, if you had either of those things, what would you what would you call it? Well, if I had an autobiography, maybe mm-hmm. I'll yeah answer answer it that way. I, I would I would I would I would want to call it life's too short to be grouchy. Mm. Um, I you know the I, I just you know especially COVID people mm-hmm. have just gotten grouchy. I agree. Uh, it, it seems to me. I mean it's it's so difficult to lead in the in the in the this culture that we're in right now, uh, and so just helping people to see you know what, just don't. Take that so seriously. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take life so seriously. Have some fun. Lighten up. Um, give people benefit of the doubt. All those mm-hmm. things. That's what I would. Uh, that's what I would want to talk about if I had a, had a platform to, uh, yeah, to try yeah. and encourage people. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you got a platform every Sunday and within the community <laughs> with the church. So I, I think that's a that's a good. Uh, Maybe even a title of a sermon. If you've already done that, I'm sure you've probably done that's that at some point. That's a good idea. That's um, a good idea. I'll, I'm going to write that down. There you go. Always looking for ideas. <laughs> well, David, I have had uh, just an absolutely wonderful time uh, getting to know you more uh, and chatting with you about all the things. I've learned so much just in this short <laughs> amount of time, uh, and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. I absolutely did. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been fun to get to know you a little bit too, brother. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Start From The Beginning, Stories from Southwest Michigan. Special thanks to our guests for telling their stories. And if you have a story to tell, I'd love to hear more. Please reach out to me by emailing letstalk at wsjm.com. That's letstalk at wsjm.com. You can listen to this podcast and all the episodes wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This is a Midwest Family Production. I'm Johnny Reinhardt. Join me next time for another great story on Start from the Beginning, stories from Southwest Michigan.